Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Wow. Live on your radio. Hard-hitting news. The networks refuse to use. No doubt. Starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 30th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertip. But as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Sorry about my voice, folks. I don't know what's going on. I've been doing great after recovering from the COVID. Uh, but I'm just telling you right now that it still seems to affect my voice. I still need to clear my throat a lot. It's just, uh, I guess, part of the great recovery as they try to force the great reset on us, huh? All right, a quick reset, or wow, quick recap of yesterday's show. We talked about this pastor. Um, his name is Arthur, I think is how you say his name, Pulaski. He's a Canadian pastor, and he's facing six years in prison. Why? Ah, for sharing the gospel and having church there. Can't be having church. Might kill everybody with the COVID, don't you know? It's insane, ladies and gentlemen, and it's got to stop. They're out of control. They arrested him at the border. He was in the United States, I guess, trying to tell the tale of liberty and promote the gospel of Christ, and on his way back, they nailed him, arrested him. Our prayers are with him. The federal government, they say, may shut down at the end of today. I respond and ask the question, does it even really matter? Look, they've been doing this for decades. Shut the government down, have everybody panic, pick sides, blame one another. And then at the end of the day, whoever shuts the government down loses so much political capital, they eventually cave. Um, what, what, what's the end game? Uh, they'll probably, if they're smart, not that I'm raising the debt ceiling, don't misunderstand me, I'm against that too. But they've lost their opportunity to have real meaningful change, reduce spending in government and do what's right. They rejected Rand Paul's penny plan, in other words, reduced by one penny, 1%. They rejected that, so you know they're not serious about saving money or reducing spending or balancing the budget or doing anything fiscally responsible. They're not interested in any of that. But at the train wreck crisis time, they'll probably go, yeah, we're going to blink and raise the debt ceiling. We're going to put it off. Well, till Christmas or something. And that way, you and I, at Christmas time, while we're trying to celebrate, they'll sell us down the river. You know, something like that will usually happen. So nine times out of ten, they'll blink because they know that rate, wasting too much political capital doesn't make any sense. But it's possible they might dig in because then they want you to know they're very serious as you elect them in 2022. By golly, we shut down the government, try to hold the Democrats accountable and... Man, we had to blink and eventually, you know, go their way. But you saw how serious we are, right? And then if you elect them, they're not serious at all. And they waste time and back the swamp and do all the things they always do, betraying us over and over and over again. That's kind of the telltale. So I don't know that it even matters if they shut down the government tonight. I don't know that it matters if they raise the debt ceiling or not. At the end of the day, they're not taking, in my opinion, responsibility as they should. They're just passing the burden of 
absolute extreme debt and more extreme every day as they spend belligerently to the next generation. Yeah, that is put a millstone around the neck of your children all in the name of can't take care of business for ourselves today. What a shame they all are, in my humble opinion. We can't continue to take a swig from the economic bottle of false prosperity and expect no end game. There will be an end game. Make no mistake, our debtors will call in the debt. They will call in the cards at some point. Do we want to be fiscally responsible and start making changes so we can land this plane that's about to crash? Or are we just going to bury our head in the sand, lie to one another, play the blame game while we crash in spectacular fashion? That's the reality check you got to face, and that's what's really going on. Has anybody been willing to give it to you as straight as I am, ladies and gentlemen? I don't think so. Furthermore, to make matters really reality check-based, the only real way back is to return to constitutional currency, gold and silver, and jettison the Federal Reserve, the fake, fiat, bogus, dishonest money system altogether. Yeah, fire the Federal Reserve, make Congress responsible for their responsibilities delegated to them by the citizenry, by we the people, by the consent of the governed. The sooner you do it, the better. And then we can have real change, real prosperity, true asset-based economic systems that make sense, and then back the free enterprise system with the engine of constitutional currency, and you really have something to count for success now. Unless we make those moves ultimately, it will be a disaster. It's just how long, when, what, who, how bad will it be, which generation will be forced to face the music, all that, right? All right. Anyway, I thought I'd just give you the economic reality check straight. And I challenge any economist, economist, I should say, on the planet to debate me. Okay? I'm, I'm telling you the economic reality, the truth. And uh, sad to say, we're in an inflationary period, backed by supply chain problems. I'll talk about that with Brian Russ coming up here in a little bit. But inflation supply chain problems yeah it's all a coming even the best economics professors and quote economists and specialists and everybody else is kind of worried about it in the back of their minds they don't dare breathe too much about it but that is the reality check we're facing at this very time under the biden i don't know what you call it what is it under the biden what tyranny all right thousands of new york health care workers placed on unpaid leave facing firing because they won't take the vaccines and then they complain oh man the hospitals are overwhelmed we don't have enough people to take care of them well no duh you fired half of them you idiots all right usps mail delivery is about to get a whole lot more expensive and a whole lot slower they say permanently slower temporarily more expensive how do they know temporarily more expensive can they predict that, that inflation is just going to be short-lived? I don't think so. So to me, it's going to be permanently slower and permanently more expensive. What do you get? Not less for more? Is that how that is? All right. Hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Hour two. We had our guest on, Lindsay Neural, doing a phenomenal job. She's a homeschooling mother of six who has been homeschooling since 2004. And her interest in small business and entrepreneurship led to a freelance writing career that complemented her homeschool style. She was able to homeschool and educate. She's been influencing people since 2008, doing a phenomenal job. She's been a trusted source and a whole lot more. 
Her website, homeschoolhacksbook.com. That's homeschoolhacksbook.com. And lindsayneural.com. L-I-N-S-E-Y. And then her last name is K-N-E-R-L. K-N-E-R-L. lindsayneural.com. Doing a great job. Lindsay Neural's book, Homeschool Hacks, was published by Simon & Schuster. And her advice in the book is faith neutral, but she has faith herself. She just wants to appeal to everyone. Uh, Anyway, doing a great job. Lindsay Neural, great guest. Very educational, especially in modern day when more and more and more folks are homeschooling. Big time. It's a real blessing book. It's a great weekend read and a great resource as you continue or join the high school I'm sorry, the homeschool journey. That's the homeschool journey. You may do it in high school too, by the way, but it's really the homeschool journey we're talking about, right? That's just insane. Tucker Carlson resents. ADL, that's the Ameri- or the Anti-Defamation League's response to his great replacement theory remarks. They say he's a racist. They say he's a bigot. They say he's a homophobe, a xenophobe, who knows what. And here's my statement. Sam doubles down on the simple fact we are all God's children. When will we act like it, people? I don't want to debate and blame the Jews. I don't want to debate and blame the blacks or blame the whites or blame anybody. Why don't we just take a step back and say, what does it take to bless the lives of all people in every country across the planet, all of God's children? What can we do to make their lives better? What can we do to come together and set aside our differences? What can we do to let people uh, spend time with their loved ones, the people around them, their families? Uh, What can we do to keep people healthy and well and allow people to prosper? What can we do to, to enable all those things for everybody? See, and I ask a question like that, and they say, ah, see, we knew you were a racist. What are you talking about? I want everyone to do well i want to make everybody great not necessarily again we're all god's children he's our creator he's our father in heaven jesus christ is the great savior and mediator with our father right we can all turn to those solutions you say well sam what about the people that don't believe in jesus what about the people that don't believe in your god i get it i still love them too i still hope they prosper and do well I hope by my kind life, my role model or my my example, my discipleship, uh, one day I hope they learn the truth. That's all. In the meantime, I still hope for the best for every one of them. Anyway, this great reset by the federal government because the uh, COVID and the economy and climate change and everything else is disaster. This quote, Great replacement theory is bad news. They want to basically just jettison all white male Christians and replace them with others in the world. I don't want to replace anybody. I want everyone to have the life God intended them to have. Right? I want them to live out their days and fulfill God's intent and purpose for them in their lives. And I want everybody to be afforded that opportunity. After all, God said multiply and replenish the earth, and he didn't say it to any given race. He said it to all of us. And then he said there's plenty to spare, meaning there's plenty on the earth to take care of the children that he sent to the earth. Okay, trust God, will you please? Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. seven years old. I'm sitting here in the corner having a time out until mom comes to talk to me. All I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back and ask me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. And she'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff. No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like mom's timeouts. And I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. I've got Brian Rust, RustQuinnyGift.com, back with me, man. Brian Rust and his family have been educating Americans about constitutional currency, gold and silver, for 50 years. Helping people understand how to invest slowly in metals and eventually round out their portfolio with solutions. Gold and silver acting as a great hedge against the ups and downs of the psychotic fake economy based on fiat, dishonest money, and more. Brian, welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. Glad to be with you. All right, let's chime into the Honest Money Report now. What's gold looking like at spot today? Uh, the paper price today is seventeen thirty six fifty. Seventeen thirty six fifty. Okay, what about silver? Uh, Twenty one eighty two. Wow, it's down, huh? It's down about a dollar, just over a dollar. On paper, it's a, it's kind of a. I look at this market as a, a weeding out. I mean, they kind of play this game. They can't really allow these metals to just take off because then, then the writing's on the wall. And I believe the writing is on the wall, and most people ought to be able to see it. But yeah, this is, and, and this is how they manipulate. I mean, they can do it on paper, and they're doing it. So. And you're saying they're doing it in spades right now, suppressing the price because they don't want you to realize that hey, the dollar's in trouble that, hey, things aren't looking great. Honest Money Report puts gold right now, 736.50, silver, 21.82. How much does it take to get a silver eagle, silver dollar right now? Uh, you're still around that $34, $35 range. All right, so it's dropping slightly compared to the 38 39 we've been talking about, uh, you know, a month, two ago kind of a thing. 
uh, but it's still not dropping as much as the silver is, right? Even the spread's getting even a little bit greater in comparison to the total dollar spent, right? Correct. All right. Fascinating yep. gold and silver report, ladies and gentlemen. They're manipulating it harder. What's the ratio of gold to silver, sir? Oh, let's see. Let's figure that out real quick. I should have had that. But it's, it anyway, I'm sorry. Seven. I just I want to I want to compare that because as it kind of changes so much. It's no, interesting to right. kind of see the ratio as they manipulate it. The problem is they can't control the numbers that we're tracking. In other words, the difference between spot and what you can actually get the metals for that tells you plenty. Basically, twenty one. 82 for spot, but like $34, $35 to actually get your hands on a silver eagle, uh, silver dollar. Uh, and then when you look at gold and silver and the changing values as they continue to suppress and manipulate reality on paper, if people took possession, their con game would be halted in an instant. But as long as people play in paper, they can manipulate this game. And the ratios, though, they can't really control. As they manipulate the numbers, the ratios uh, tell the story, too. So there's numbers that we can highlight. Brian, is the point I'm making while you're figuring this out. The numbers that we're highlighting, they can't hide that those truths, right? Right. So it's 79.64 right now. In other words, it's not the spread isn't near as big as it's been. I mean, it was up plus 90 plus when we were talking a few months ago, Brian. Yeah, I got over 100. Yeah, we were over, oh, over 100. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. All right. Well, here's the interesting headline that I want to focus on today. They're saying that inflation is going to get out of control and be sustained. In other words, inflation's here. It's here to stay. Uh, it's going to get worse. But here's the interesting thing that I see from this headline. As you know, we've taken our dollar. It used to be backed by constitutional currency, gold and silver, right? Now we've jettisoned that per the early 70s entirely. Uh, and we've replaced it with oil backing, so to speak. Not backing physically. You can't walk in and take a dollar and then walk out with a quart of oil or something. But it's backed by oil in the sense that we've mandated that the United States dollar be the world currency and that everybody must trade oil or petrol for dollars is kind of the king trade swap they've done. So it's effectively backed by oil, calling it the petrodollar. Sad to say now. Oil's a pretty... Um, Good commodity, but not near as stable, uh, not near as reliable and consistent as gold and silver. There's too much change in demand. Everybody gets locked down from COVID, and they don't need near the oil they need when they're running around everywhere in their SUVs and such. I digress, except to say, here's the headline. Oil prices have surged around the world in recent weeks, which will lead to higher inflation. That's according to industry experts. Rising oil prices have been one of the biggest drivers of inflation. TBM Oil Associate Senior Analyst Stephen Brennick said on Tuesday, that's according to CNBC. And the worsening inflationary situation will act as a drag on the fragile economic recovery and oil consumption. This brings us neatly onto the issue of demand destruction. Uh, anyway, they talk about the, quote, international benchmark for measuring oil prices spiked above $80 a barrel on Tuesday. And they say by the end of the year, it'll be above $90 a barrel. Brian. Well, yeah, that's that's an uh, interesting uh, scenario there. The metal there, the, the, the petrodollar, which we you talked about, which is actually true in that trading in the 
in that uh, a lot of the, the issue too is is a lot of our a lot of the countries out there they don't like the petrodollar they don't you know we've seen in the past where they don't want to trade and they've tried to get around trading with the the petrodollar uh, which has come back to we've we've put some sanctions or uh, fines on them and trying to get up and around our dollar because obviously we need it we want that money but it. It's interesting to just see, and, and and I believe you know when Trump was in office and so on that the oil prices uh, came down. That caused issues with other countries because now we we weren't relying on them, and now we're back to relying on them, and they're just going to put it to us if you ask me. Now they say their supply chain bottlenecks that's going to increase costs. It's been persisting right. a whole lot longer than they expected it to. That and oil continuing to go up and up and up is going to tell the story they say. Uh, this is bad, Brian. This is not looking good because the question is who has control to stop it? And the more we rebound as an economy, almost the worse it'll make it. In other words, the more pressure we put on the supply chain, uh, the more we buy and sell and trade and try to get back to normal, we almost create our own demise. It's almost as if. Uh, would be smarter to relax a little bit, not force the supply chains to break, not force oil to continue to go up because there's so much pent-up demand, etc. I'm not really saying we should just sit at home, but I am saying we almost make matters worse the more we try to enjoy the economy or enjoy the uh, return to prosperity, etc. What do you say to all that? Yes, I think there's a lot of – I think there's some surrounding um, information that needs to be – happening here i mean we obviously have resources here uh biden's definitely gone against trump and and anything that he did which is part of that getting the resources using our own resources relying on ourselves whether it be food oil whatever it is well going away from that and and the issues that perhaps trump put on the world saying okay everybody's going to pay their fair share no one's going to be uh you know, jabbing us with higher prices and so on, I think we can take care of ourselves. Well, now we turn that because we don't want to do that. So now we rely on other countries to supply that. Well, they're already irritated at us, so so they're going to raise prices. Say to heck with you. You you put sanction on us, sanctions on us. You dropped our oil prices. We lost money. Now we're coming back at you. And I think we've, you know – this administration has just thrown us under the bus in all avenues, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on the on us as a people because, yeah, now we're under under these other countries. Uh, what's the word? I guess uh, waiting for them to tell us what. Here's what you're going to pay, and, and it's going to be a lot more than what you know you thought. And, and yeah, all these issues that are coming up. That's why. You know, when we talk about honest money, that's why we're we're saying, you know, peace of mind is preparation. And and they say, oh, everything's going to be okay and everything. But it's not. And we know it's not. And so we're just, here's one more thing. You know, let's yeah, it's kind of like uh, the emperor's new clothes that nobody wants to really admit what's going on, but they know full well. In Washington, yeah. D.C., ladies and gentlemen, and in state capitals across America, politicians are pushing green energy solutions to supposedly solve the climate crisis but are we actually destroying the environment in the name of energy this is the point that i've tried to make for a long time on your radio right um anyway the bottom line is many experts are now starting to say yes you know what we're destroying the environment 
uh, on this green energy altar. <clears throat> and this is going to uh, really raise prices and really change the game, too. You got some car manufacturers saying, look, we're jettisoning gas vehicles altogether. Uh, you got them shutting down power plants, the coal-fired kind, left and right, to the point where we're creating our own energy demise right before our very eyes. Because none of this green energy stuff is ready for prime. That's incredibly expensive. That's why it's got to be subsidized by government. It's uh, not only expensive, but it's really hard to use. We just don't have prime time. I'll give you an example to make the point when we come back and then turn it over to Brian to provide greater analysis on this sad state of reality checks. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com. You got a friend in the constitutional currency business, ladies and gentlemen. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The United States is in talks with countries that border Afghanistan about housing over-the-horizon counterterrorism operations that would allow U.S. military to survey and strike targets in the Taliban-controlled nation. That's according to senators who attended a classified hearing with Pentagon leaders this week. The Pentagon leader's testimony before the Senate Armed Services Committee showed that President Biden solely owns the foreign policy fiasco. So says Republican Senator Dan Sullivan from Alaska on Newsmax. President Biden solely owns this foreign policy fiasco. His generals advised him not to remove a small force of American uh, military members. And we saw what happened in August. But the other main takeaway is it's clear the president has not been leveling with the American people on so many big issues. He has not been telling the truth. USA Radio News. This report is brought to you by Understood. A new back-to-school study conducted by Understood and Unidos U.S. reveals 90% of U.S. teachers and 61% of parents believe there will be increased challenges for children, especially students with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD and dyslexia. Amanda Morin is the Director of Thought Leadership at Understood.org, a nonprofit and lifelong guide for people who learn and think differently. Teachers and parents are concerned about academics, anxiety, and social-emotional development. While more than half of educators see a need for parents to partner better with teachers, 44% of parents don't know how to start conversations with teachers about learning challenges. We provide the tools and resources to help them get started. Take Note is a web-based guide based on a four-step process of noticing, observing, talking, and engaging. It helps families and teachers identify signs of learning and thinking differences in children and use that understanding to better support them. For more information, visit u.org slash take note. The big money guy for the United States, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell has a hater on Capitol Hill. Brad Bernards from the West Texas USA Radio News Bureau explains. Senator Elizabeth Warren pressing Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell on his record on financial regulation said she wouldn't support him for a second term as head of the U.S. Central Bank, the highest profile Democrat with a say on his confirmation to come out against him. Renominating you means gambling that for the next five years, a Republican majority at the Federal Reserve with a Republican chair who has regularly voted to deregulate Wall Street, won't drive this economy over a financial cliff again. Powell's term expires in February, and Bloomberg News has reported that White House aides are considering recommending President Joe Biden keep him on the job. 
From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. Thank you, Brad. We are USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. We're talking about the economic realities, ladies and gentlemen. Destroying the environment in the name of green energy. They're starting to admit this, and we're seeing more and more and more of this reality check. They don't want you to believe it's true, but more and more evidence shows that it indeed is, Brian. Uh, And... uh, (laughs) I believe this is going to be one of the great catalysts for inflation as you deny us other energy options that are cheap, affordable, uh, ubiquitous, etc., with rare, expensive, kind of, a, you know, panacea solutions that aren't really ready for prime time. It's trouble. I'll give you a quick example. I've got a friend, a very liberal friend, I might add. <clears throat> you know, I'm kind to everybody and friends with people, and uh, sometimes they don't agree with me politically, but they're still great people even though they're deceived, you know, I get it. But nevertheless, she has this car, and it's an electric vehicle only. And she drove up from California. And then she got stuck in Utah because she wasn't near a charging station there. And anyway, it was a big old fiasco to get her car to a charging station. Then it took like five hours to charge, and it literally ruined one whole day of her vacation because she just couldn't get the charge that she needed for the vehicle. And I look at that, and I go, see what I mean, folks? (laughs) This is disaster. Right? That's what we're seeing, Brian. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of the underlying uh, issues that, that, you know, they don't bring up. And, and that I, I believe that goes hand in hand with, with saying, okay, well, we've got to go green. We've got to go. We've got to get rid of the, the, these gas uh, vehicles and so on. You know, the prices are starting to go way up. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the whole agenda is, is ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I get the fact of, okay. You know, it's, uh, you know, technology and so on. Okay. And some people might want technology, but, but let's not, you know, wishy wash the truth and, and say, well, we got to, everybody's got to go green. We're going to force you to go. We got to, we, you know, or, and, and that's just a big joke. I mean, this, this forces you, it's just like the, the jab and the, and uh, the booster and all these other things we're forcing and dividing our country. And yet I, I thought this president kind of came out. Oh no, we're really going to bring you, the people back together. Trump has just divided us, and we're really going to – well, I don't see it. In fact, I just keep seeing more and more criminal things going on. Uh, I mean, we could talk about Afghanistan and Poland. I mean, it the list continues to go on. So if the writing's not on the wall, and we can't, as, as uh, educated uh, human beings, see what's happening – uh, well, I sure can, I, I, you know, and I'm not very well educated. Uh, you know, I, I, I deal in filthy lucre, which I, I know quite a bit about, but I, the writing's on the wall, and, and more and more we're just being led down to hell, if you ask me. And so it's Satan's plan, but uh, anyway, it's, yeah, we ought to all go out and get in line for a Tesla or whatever it is, a, 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 a bolt. Or, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy a little bit. Let me give you an example. You know what? We're heading for a mountain of toxic PV panel waste. We're going to have toxic solar panel, you know, waste everywhere at some point. Okay. For example, you know, you cannot rob Peter to pay Paul when it comes to energy. We've learned this. You can't create create something for nothing. So when they act like they're getting rid of the toxins in the air, where are they going, Brian? 
Yeah. <laughs> where, where, are where are they, they going? Let's just take a, what do they call it, a catalytic converter? Yeah, catalytic converters, right. And you run you run your, you know, deal through that, and it's supposed to basically, you know, remove a lot of the toxins from your exhaust before it goes out your exhaust pipe, right? Right. But where does it go? Well, Sam, there's a little box of charcoal in there, and it all just sucks <laughs> it up forever. It's that rhodium. It's that sponge that sucks it all up. And you say, Sam, I say, well, what happens when there's no more room to suck it all up? Well, Sam, don't you know you just replace your catalytic converter? You get another one. Okay, well, what happens to the one that I had that's full of toxins? It's like this power-packed tiny box full of just extreme levels of compressed toxins. What happens to it? Where does it go, Brian? That's right. Well, we uh... recycle it, Sam. How do you recycle bad air? Bad. How do you... Okay, at some point, it doesn't make any sense to people like me. Maybe I'm not very smart. But where does it no. go, Brian? That's right. We're, well, it's uh, that's a good Tupperware. See, everyone has to have Tupperware because Tupperware will hold it in the, the their vendor's plastic. Anyway, uh, that's a, that was a bad joke. But a, anyway, yeah. It's not a bad I, joke. I, it makes the point so well it's comical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it makes the point, though, so well. Where does it go? You can't just right. put it all in Tupperware, people. Right. I mean, it's a brilliant point. And look, they act like they just somehow, you know, compress it. It just this little. How big is your Cadillac converter, Brian, on your car? No, not very big. I mean, it, I get, I mean it's, it's probably. Well, let's say know. this. You can hold it in your hands. Right. Correct. Right. Okay, so it's not that big. How does it just hold years and years of driving your vehicle, all the bad stuff? Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> you know, and then you have electric cars with batteries. How do you make those batteries? And how do you make those solar panels and windmills? And you got to take down a bunch of trees to put up windmills. And you got to you got and everywhere I look around, all you're doing is lying to the people, robbing Peter to pay Paul, and pretending you're saving the environment. But it's at great expense. Yeah. Destroying exactly the environment, right. the name of green energy, destroying the environment to save it. Is that what we're talking about, Brian? I think that's what we're talking about. You know, and the one thing is, is too, it shouldn't, we live in a world. It's not just the United States. We live in a world. So it, it's interesting to me uh, that maybe China, they could care less and, and burn the coal and push the air out there and that doesn't really affect us because we're the united states you know we're not that's funny aren't we the world and and i think that pollution there is affected us it's like california i mean obviously the states but if california is burning a fire sure sure affected us right here in utah so i i think okay well if china's burning and and uh, they, they burn coal and they really don't care about what we care about well doesn't that affect us so, I mean, their agenda, you can't, if we're not all on the same page, I think that that's probably a problem based on their, what they're trying to push on us. So, I don't know. Anyway, I just look at it and say, we are creating our own demises. Let me just give you examples to make the point, Brian, and then I want you to respond. I know you got to go here pretty quick for an early date today, but I want to really get this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get rid of all the hospital workers because they won't take vaccines. Then we're going to run around and complain we can't deliver babies and perform normal services because we don't have the staff. And then we're going to run around and complain that everybody uh, is going to the hospital because of COVID and they shouldn't be. It's all the unvaxxed bad guys going to the hospital. Uh, but then what we're going to do is we're not going to make oxygen available to anybody. 
we're not going to make uh, tried and true drugs and solutions that are easy to get and, and make a big difference and let people, you know, get well at home. We're not going to do any of that. Okay, we're going to go ahead and shut down all the normal, you know, oil refineries and coal fire power plants and all the, quote, traditional energy that's ubiquitous. And then we're going to replace it with all these green options that really can't sustain the energy. And then we're going to complain that we're out of energy. Never mind the fact that we forced a switch prematurely, not ready for it, not ready for prime time. We're going to run around and complain about that. We're going to run around and create fake money and then complain that inflation's just getting us. Man, the poor economy is just taking a beating due to inflation. Never mind the fact that if you were on honest money, it would be fine and we wouldn't have the inflationary uh, scenario because, hey, honest money acts as a hedge against inflation by its very <clears throat> intrinsic nature. We go on and on and on with all these examples. Um, you know, in China, we kill all the girls, and then we complain we don't have anybody uh, to marry. And then we, and we run around with all these psychotic notions, creating our own demise, always ever learning, supposedly, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth, Brian. Well, there you go. That's uh, well put, Sam. And, and it just keeps, it keeps, what's next? I mean, here's their next thing, or what's their next thing? And it, it, that's right. I mean, you start around, and let's, I mean, you could write a book about all this stuff, just like you said. And and that's right, you know. Ever and then I go ahead and bring it up, and they're like, "Ah, you're a redneck racist. Dismiss you. <laughs> Shut you right. down. Don't you? you're just full of inform- misinformation, there, buddy. Yeah, you know, right. fake news fetcher. What's up with you? Kind of a thing. And it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> well, and then I try to fight and push back, and they're like, "We're going to defund you now." Yeah. How about accountability? I mean, it's it is fake news, and we're catching a lot of it uh, with no accountability. It's like it's like uh, Biden. You know, uh, you know, all these double standards that he's he's created, you know, I mean, if you're starting to cut down, well, we're tearing down that wall. We're letting everybody in. Well, that's funny. One in five are coming in sick. Is that OK? But yet you want everybody around here in, who are civilized and live in this community. We've got to take the shots on who cares who's coming in. But or we're, we're catching the lies and we're catching the lies. And we're catching, is it just so that we we. Finally, we just, well, these lies must be truth. I mean, if there's so much, oh, we just can't take it. Oh, I guess, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, it's so pathetic that, uh, but no accountability. I guess if there's no accountability, I think we take these news agencies out there that are just promoting his agenda and not talking about this because that would, would show him his real face. Maybe we hold them accountable and, well, you guys are done. Boy, howdy, do I wish that was possible, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Brian's spot on. Brian Russ, thank you so much for your time. Godspeed. We'll chat next week. Hey, thanks, Sam. Great job. See you later. Ladies and gentlemen, there we have it. Brian Rust, over the past 50 years, him and his family have been helping people understand how to invest in precious metals effectively. RustQuinnandGift.com, RustGoldAndSilver.com. Get involved today. A little bit at a time makes a tremendous difference. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense 
of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. Honest Money Report, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, oil prices surging around the world. Inflation going to be our companion for the near future. Uh, I hope it ain't the far future, but that's what you can expect with dishonest money all the time going on, ladies and gentlemen. Destroying the environment in the name of the environment, or in the name of green energy, destroying the environment to save us is kind of what we've been dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But I'll just tell you, they tell you that I'm involved in fake news because of the stories I bring up and the focus that I have on the stories and my viewpoint, my opinion to which I'm entitled, etc., I submit they're involved in fake news, and the battle's on. You decide who's really peddling fake news versus who's telling you the truth, okay? Here's the headline that I find fascinating as YouTube, Facebook, and other criminal organizations continue to abuse their authority and power as they lord over the people. Headline says, quote, YouTube is expanding. It's, quote, vaccine misinformation policies to include... All vaccine approved by health agencies pursuing more aggressive enforcement against anti-vaccine content and deleting specific accounts. Yeah. Think about that. Let me say this again. YouTube is expanding its vaccine, quote, misinformation policy to include all vaccines included or approved by health agencies. They're pursuing what they consider fake news accounts more aggressively. The social media company, that's YouTube in this case, will remove any content that falsely alleges that any vaccine approved by the World Health Organization are dangerous or ineffective at reducing transmission. Yeah. Anything you say, they will jettison your narrative. You can't say it's part of a depopulation agenda. You can't say they're not safe. You can't say they're not effective. 
You can't bring up any of these problems. They say the Center for Countering Digital Hate was referenced by the White House and its urging of Facebook to crack down on COVID-19 misinformation. So, ladies and gentlemen, did you know that there's a Center for Countering Digital Hate? Think about that. Did you know we had that? Did you know we have a Center for Countering Digital Hate? I really want to know that question. I'm not saying that I'm for hate. I'm just saying, who runs that center? Whose viewpoint gets peddled in that? All right? They won't even let you discuss the success or failures of experiments in vaccines. It's serious, ladies and gentlemen. It's so bad that I'm not the only one concerned about it. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis ordered his Secretary of State, Laurel Lee, I think is how you say her name, to investigate Facebook over alleged election interference. Revealed by the Wall Street Journal's bombshell report. Now, I covered that report in great detail on your radio. The Wall Street Journal documenting how their special privilege accounts at Facebook for the elite, for the rich, for the famous, for the whatever, celebrity. And so you and I get shut down in a heartbeat, and uh, rich people get promoted and protected via their special program. We talked about this in great detail on a previous broadcast. Well, Ron DeSantis noticed the same thing I did and said, well, wait a minute, hold on. And it turns out that certain candidates have had their accounts shut down but favorite incumbent candidates have had their accounts on Facebook protected. And so now he's saying, wait a minute. He ordered his Secretary of State, Laura Lee, to investigate Facebook, right? Over alleged election interference revealed by the Wall Street Journal's bombshell reports so there you have it i'm not the only one that thinks this is serious ron DeSantis thinks it is as well the wall street journal september 13th report showed that the tech giant employed a content review system called x check that allowed certain quote white list high profile figures and celebrities to bypass its algorithms when sharing content that otherwise would be flagged and shut people down. Well, the problem is it violates some Florida election laws. What happens when you have an incumbent, ladies and gentlemen, that gets a special protected account? And then you have somebody running against them that has an account that gets shut down. Might that manipulate the outcome of the election? Might that violate campaign laws on the books in given states? I think the answer is clearly yes. I mentioned that on the radio. Ron DeSantis double downs and agrees to the point where he said, hey, I got to have my Secretary of State look into this sucker. This is crazy town. Boy, howdy, Ron. Are you right on this one, sir? Wow. All right. Tulsi Gabbard, Hawaii legislator, hits Biden hard for being judge, jury, 
an executioner. What did Joe Biden do this time? I get it. There's so many of them you kind of wonder, how did Joe step in it again? Well, easy. Um, I guess Biden was judged during an executioner when he attacked Border Patrol agents over the false narrative. The idea was, hey, Border Patrol agents on their horses are whipping immigrants with their reins and such. Turns out it wasn't even true. Turns out Joe Biden just doubled down on his ignorance and played judge, jury, and executioner to the point where, wow, who do you think you are, Joe? To the point where now Tulsi Gabbard, a Democrat, going after Joe, saying this is insanity. I commend Tulsi for standing up and telling the truth. Shame on Joe. He needs to apologize to these Border Patrol agents. But he really needs to apologize, in my humble opinion, to the American people at large. You say, why, Sam? Because when you're the president of the United States and you understand that there's checks and balances on the federal level, so the legislative, the judicial, the executive, etc., right, branches, and you realize there's a separation of powers, and then you also realize that there's a separation of powers all the way to the local level on the same point, legislative, executive, and judicial. That's all the way from the top in my opinion, which would be the local municipalities, all the way to the bottom, which would be the federal government, right? Those checks and balances exist. I'm going to call those horizontal. Then there's also vertical checks and balances, which means that the federal government has delegated jurisdiction, very limited in scope and defined by the supreme law of the land. The states have broad authority. And there's a separation of powers between the states and the federal government as well. There's a separation of power between the counties and the states uh, as well. Anyway, Joe Biden should understand these separations of power, ladies and gentlemen. And therefore, when he starts to criticize these Border Patrol agents or whatever on horseback because he sees a little snippet of a video and acts like he knows, why doesn't he step back and go, wait a minute now? There's checks and balances in our system. Uh, I don't know the whole story. I'm going to say that they're innocent until proven guilty. Let's get to the bottom of what really happened here. Let's get to the bottom of who's violating what laws, when, where, how, who, why, and let's figure this thing out. That's what the president of the United States should be saying. But, of course, he didn't like the state of Texas because they're Republican. And so he went belligerent, judge, jury, and executioner, and attacked Border Patrol agents over a false narrative. Why would he attack the Border Patrol agents anyway? He should be supporting the Border Patrol, not attacking them. After all, half the reason that these Border Patrol agents are having such a struggle is because Joe Biden has created an open-door policy to illegal aliens, criminals, and the like. Right? Anyway, I digress. There you have it. Shame on Joe. Good job, Tulsi. You're right as rain. Now, Rand Paul emails me. Sam, the media tries to cover up the truth as much as they can. But let me tell you, Sam, what's really happening right now, says Rand Paul. Liberals are fighting harder than ever to flood our nation with illegal immigrants, bury our businesses with unnecessary regulations, demand vaccinations for anyone who wants to work, indoctrinate our children in schools, take our guns, and spend America into oblivion. And Sam, that's not an exaggeration. Just ask them what they want, and they'll tell you exactly that. Wow. I agree. 
Rand Paul's right on this reality check, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Liberals are fighting harder than ever. To do all these different things. What do we do about it, folks? Right? What are we going to do about it? Are we just going to allow it to continue? Now, some are just saying the only chance we have uh, is the election. Got to wait till 2022 to do anything about it. I don't agree with that, ladies and gentlemen. I think we can really demand that our states nullify now. Okay? I think we can really make a difference if we demand it. But again, and I've always said this, you can't just go to war like some patriots want to do. They're itching for a war. That's the most disastrous thing I've heard. All right? What we need to do, in my opinion is we need to push back and nullify now. And we need to demand our states do it. Now, most states are going to have a problem nullifying now. And the reason that they are uh, is primarily because they are on the government, federal government influx of money gravy train. (laughs) And as a result, most states don't have the guts. Because what will happen every time we try to push back, nullify now, make a difference, stand up as a state, um, really assert our sovereignty, if you will, then the federal government just says, ah, we'll go ahead and chop off the cash, baby. And then a lot of governors and uh, you know state legislative bodies kind of melt down and go, oh, we can't have that. We need to start to push back and say, listen, we don't care what you do. We're going to stand on our own two feet. We're going to demand accountability here. We're going to rein you in. When Rand Paul says liberals are fighting harder than ever to flood our nation with illegal immigrants, it's easy to see it's true. Bear our businesses and unnecessary regulations. It's true. Demand vaccinations for anyone who wants to work. That's You can see that's happening, right? Indoctrination in government schools about critical race theory and all this other stuff, right? Take our guns away. They want to destroy America. And if you ask them, they'll even literally tell you. Absolutely. They won't say, I want to destroy America. They'll just say, yeah, we want to take your guns. Well, of course we want uh, to change the game on illegal immigrants. I'm not trying to bury your business with unnecessary regulation, but, man, you got to have the vaccines. you got to go ahead and follow this law and that law, and they're making a gazillion laws. They want to spend America into oblivion. It's easy to see. It's not an exaggeration, folks. Anyway, we thought we'd bring that to your attention. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. A very special surprise guest coming up next hour. Hang tight. You'll 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 discover it here in just a couple of minutes on your radio. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. LibertyRoundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Donate liberally today. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for September the 30th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers, ladies and gentlemen. 
The man's name is Hammond Bundy. The headline says Bundy for governor of the great state of Idaho. His website, votebundy.com. I took the time to write an open endorsement letter endorsing Hammond Bundy for governor. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. There's so much to talk about. There's so little time. Uh, as you gear up for governor, man, the uh, mainstream press seems to be kind of going ballistic, huh? Oh, yeah. They uh, they love the idea that I'm running for governor. Uh, that, that, of course, is a joke. Um, and uh, they're going to do all they can and, you know, continue their lies because uh, someone like me really puts a damper in their agenda. VoteBundy.com, ladies and gentlemen. There's a couple of things I want to focus on that Ammon has done that I really think the mainstream press does not know what to do with. And that's kind of why they don't like Ammon. That's why they don't like me, because we're so direct, so plain spoken, so clear in what we do that they just don't quite know how to handle it. They want to criticize us. They never really want to engage us, because they know if they engage us, uh, the American people will see through their lies and see their dishonesty, and they will uh, like us even more. So they're trying to figure out how to slaughter us and attack us and abuse us and lie about us, and et cetera, but never really openly engage us. Have you noticed that, Ammon? Oh, yeah. Um, ultimately, it is, you know, the content of what they would try to engage us with would actually convince the people uh, to support us. And I've seen that over and over. So they want to demonize us, uh, but not, you know, really openly engage because they'll lose that battle. And they do. They lose that battle every time with me. Um, uh, if I can get them to engage, then what I get is a whole bunch of their supporters supporting me. Because they paint Ammon as frothing at the mouth, crazy, ready to attack, violent, armed to the teeth. And then when you meet Ammon, you go, wait a minute, I want this guy for a neighbor. <laughs> and people get that reality check and they go, what on earth have they been telling me? And one example is I went to votebundy.com, ladies and gentlemen. That's the website for Ammon Bundy's bid for governorship of the state of Idaho. Uh, but in Ammon Bundy's, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, website there, there's an interesting document that I found, which I've never seen a politician uh, assert or put forward this idea before. But I think it's incredible. Here's the nutshell. It says this. Hey, you know what? I can't really tell you what I would do in every situation. Why? Because the situations all depend on different things. Everything is kind of fluid in real life. It's not just a scenario you can paint with nailed down parameters. Things change. So here's what he did. Listen carefully to this. This is really important. And I hope politicians or people who run for office follow this, uh, in my opinion, leadership example. Here it is. Ammon Bundy's clarity statement is what it says on the website. And so what you do is you say, I can't just debate scenario with everybody because everything is so different and fluid. What I will do is tell you how I will go about my decision making so that you understand what, what matters to me. You understand my mind. You understand the law. You understand what drives my decision. It's a brilliant ability to kind of get people to understand what you will do, how you will respond in different situations. Ammon, let's start there. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted people mostly to understand that I am going to always uh, stand on correct principles. Um, and, I, for example, I was asked a couple nights ago about, you know, compromising 
with the legislature and how the the question was kind of leading in the sense that, well, you have to compromise to get anything done in the legislature. And then he asked the question, which I, th- I thought, you know, was a legitimate question, concern. He asked the further asked the question, well, have you ever compromised with with your wife, you know, and I said, well, I've been married for 20 plus years. And so of course I had to compromise, but neither my wife or I compromise on principle. And, uh, we, we, yeah, we have to compromise to live with each other. We have to compromise and, and, and help each other. And, and we both do that, but we don't compromise our principles. And, uh, cause we're, we're one on our principles. And if we're not, then we have to work together to get on the correct principle, and then we move forward. And so this idea that we have to compromise our principles, we have to compromise our integrity, is something that we need to root out in government, um, which is difficult because it's just ripe with corruption. But then I wanted to make sure that the people understood the difference between working together with somebody and getting things done and compromising principle. So this clarity statement, ladies and gentlemen, based on this really highlights the point. Here's the principles in which Ammon Bundy will make decisions. He says, I want people to be able to have confidence in the decisions that will be made. Here it is. Constitutional purity. The Constitution of the United States has been the most effective foundational document for advancing individual liberties. It's the greatest for freedom ever devised in American history. So he'll first go to the supreme law of the land. Second, he'll focus on free markets. America is strong because America was founded on the basis of freedom and free markets. This is the land of the free. Anyway, he, he goes on and talks about the importance of free markets. And then three traditional values. America, and Idaho specifically, was built on the firm foundation of strong family and Judeo-Christian values. As Idahoans, we recognize there are things, and he goes on, but the point is, these are the governing factors in this clarity statement that I think really helps people understand what you're going to do. It's not about arguing with people. It's not about Republicans and Democrats. It's not about picking sides and playing the blame game. It's about following correct principles, and I think that's the biggest point of your campaign, Ammon. Yeah, and actually, it's a, it's the greatest unifier as well. Um, people typically get divided, um, whether it's a family or whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter at work or even in the government. They get divided. And the reason why our country is so divided is because we have two different sets of principles. And it's very important if we're going to unify and actually get something done and defend liberty that we all get on the same uh, and 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 agree at least at some some level of uh, the principles of freedom, uh, and I think they're best laid out. To be honest with you, in the Declaration of Independence, um, it makes it very clear that uh, God created man uh, and He created him equal, and that He gave him certain rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So. God, our creator, who created this earth, who created us, um, he gave us the right for each person to equally live, to have life, um, to have liberty, and to have the 
uh, right to pursue happiness in this life. And, and then, then it goes on, the Declaration of Independence goes on and say, stating that because of this, man has instituted government and that the purpose of government is to secure these rights that God has given us. And if we can agree upon that, as that, that being the purpose of government, that being the premise of government, um, that being the rights of man, and that that's the reason why we need government, then we can go a long, long ways um, in the legislatures, in the you know executive and the judicial branches of government. We can go a long, long ways together with with that understanding, and and ultimately that's what happened at the beginning of this of of the forming of the United States of America. Everybody agreed upon that part, um, and we're, what we're ha- what's happening now across across our country uh, is that people don't believe in that, and that's why we're having such a, a divide. And so I I am gathering people around me. Uh, Let me stop you there for a second, the Ammon, and just say not only do people not believe in that, but they're spending their time undermining that very yeah. reality as well. Yeah, I mean, look at, I mean, we could go into great detail, but, you know, let's say critical race theory. Well, it's exactly opposite of that. Um, let's go into this extreme environmentalist idea. Well, it's exactly opposite. They don't believe that man was created by God. They don't believe that earth was created by God. And so they look at man as an invasive species rather than man being children of God and the earth be, uh, being created for them. So we end up with all of these troubles and we get, these politicians, these these elected people or appointed people or just hired by the government, and they're pushing these ideological, really theological um, ideas, and they're completely contrary to our founding documents. And so we have to unite uh, and recognize that, and uh, and push that those the the true principles forward, and uh, and agree upon, you know at least the uh, what is set forth in the Declaration of Independence. Ladies and gentlemen, Ammon Bundy is running for this great state of Idaho to be governor. VoteBundy.com is the website. He says, I'm running for governor because I'm sick and tired of all this political garbage, just like you are. I'm tired of our freedoms being taken from us. And I'm tired of the corruption that is rampant in our state government. Quick pause, Ammon Bundy with me. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, 
and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Ammon Bundy with me. Ammon Bundy is running for governor for the great state of Idaho. VoteBundy.com is where you can learn about his campaign, where you can volunteer, where you can donate. A whole lot more. You can get caught up on his key positions and his focus. VoteBundy.com. He's sick of the garbage going on in politics, okay? He's sick of the corruption, and he's tired of our freedoms being taken from us, ladies and gentlemen. Ammon Bundy has an incredible clarity statement defining exactly what he would do and how he would go about decision-making as governor. And I really think a clarity statement gives you an idea into the thought process of how they will go about solving problems. I don't see many politicians providing a, quote, clarity statement on their intentions and how they would process uh, difficult situations and deal with them. Uh, But I'll give you one example of a difficult situation. Here's what Ammon says. You know what? COVID, how it should have been handled by the governor. So not only do you get a clarity statement from Ammon Bundy about how he'll think through these things, but then you get an example. What would he have done? How should it have been handled by the governor? Here's how Ammon would handle it. Ammon, I think this is really um, helpful to help people understand who you are, what you would do, why. It really gives an indication. Instead of just criticizing the current governor, you're like, hey, here's what should have been done. Here's how I would have handled it. Great insight into who you are, how you would behave uh, as governor. Yeah, uh, Larry, I'm ultimately giving the people of Idaho a, a choice here. Uh, they get to choose. Uh, that, that's part of the beauty of the design of, of our states and our country and our counties and so forth, that the people get to decide. And so I have done the best I can at, at this point uh, to show the people the difference. Um, and on my website and everything that I'm doing as far as meeting with people, we're going around, you know, almost every night I have either meet and greets or town halls. And so I'm extremely busy and active. And it's all about giving the people of Idaho a choice. Look, you get to choose. I, this, I am a lot different. Um, this is what I would do. This is what was done. This is what I think 
in this circumstance should have been done. I'll certainly follow, you know, follow that pattern. Uh, and now it's your choice. It's your choice whether you're going to, you're going to support me, you know, financially in my campaign. It's your choice whether you're going to, you know, talk to your friends and whether you're going to bring people to the town halls and the meet and greets and the rallies that we're having. And ultimately, it's your choice of whether you're going to vote for me or not. And, uh, and so I'm, again, I'm giving the people of Idaho a choice. I'm giving the people of, uh, actually, uh, across the country a choice too, because that we can certainly use their support. And, uh, with the idea that Idaho, uh, will be a shining example for other states of how they're supposed to, uh, run their states, how they're supposed to, uh, treat the people of their states and how ultimately the purpose of government, especially the state, is to defend the people's rights uh, that God has given them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is an interesting viewpoint as well that I really think is worth highlighting because you say, you know what, in um, Idaho there's a lot of Republicans running. And you go, you know what, a Republican's a Republican, what's the difference? Uh-uh, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Understanding the difference between these, quote, Republicans is a real key to understanding who would best represent you as governor in the state of Idaho. And I, you know, you say, well, Sam, this is a nationally syndicated show and it's got global reach on the Internet and everything else. Why are you focusing on Idaho? I'll tell you why, because I believe that Ammon is one of the key candidates that really is defining principles that can be applied anywhere, anytime to any election, not only in America, but globally. Right. So what Ammon has here is the keep Idaho, Idaho plan. And you say, well, what does that mean? Well, Idaho is turning into a police state, just like every other state in the union. And when we say keep Idaho, Idaho, we're talking about the constitutional republic of Idaho. Each state is a separate republic with sovereignty. Don't forget that reality check. So keeping Idaho, Idaho has to do with remaining sovereign uh, as a constitutional republic. Right? The nation's made up of the United States, United Republics, Ammon. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and, you know, Idaho has to decide, the people of Idaho have to decide um, whether we're going to uh, continue to further this police state, whether we're going to continue to further this welfare, welfare state, uh, whether we're going to continue to allow the federal government to control 63% of our land and 72% of our subsurface mineral rights, uh, basically be making us dependent upon the federal government. Uh, or whether we're just going to be a, we're going to be a state that protects the rights of the people, that allows the people to live free. I mean, Idaho, believe it or not, was it's hard to believe because Idaho has always had this persona of being a conservative, you know, uh, free uh, state with with rugged individuals and great agriculture and and all that. But we were the first state that actually arrested somebody for having church outside during the COVID lockdowns uh, here in Idaho. Hold on, hold on, stop. Had... And when you say outside during the COVID lockdown, that was an attempt to make sure that we were responsible and careful with a lot of unknown information at the time. And later the government admitted that outside there's very little likelihood of even catching the COVID. So it, it, well, it really um, put the, the people doing their very best in a very good light showed the government's extreme belligerence on this topic. Yeah, and they, I mean, you know, they they decided that they would have a church service outside. They decided they were going to have it in the parking lot of the uh, 
city halls because they were very unhappy with the usurpation of of power that the city hall was taking there in Moscow, uh, Idaho, and uh, police came in and arrested them, arrested the the leaders anyway, uh, the pastors, and uh, you know booked them into the county jail. And and now I still think now they're fighting those those charges still today. That happened in Idaho, in the United States of America. Well, I mean, we, I mean, we have completely, have we completely lost our, our minds? Uh, the right to worship is protected in the First Amendment. It's protected in our, our, uh, Article One of the Constitution. And, uh, and here we are arresting people for worshiping, uh, God outside in Idaho. Um, that's the level we're at. We actually, uh, again, here in Idaho, uh, a mother was arrested for being at a park with her children uh, at the beginning of the COVID thing. And thankfully, the people did respond to these things, and we, we rallied, and, you know, I was instrumental in that, uh, rallying people, hundreds of people, uh, uh, to the to the defense of, of these individuals. And we sent a message at the very beginning of COVID that, you know, you, Governor, do not have authority to uh, to force the people of Idaho to stay in their homes, but that was their agenda and their plan, and um, and so uh, again uh, we have to we have to get the state of Idaho uh, to do its proper job as it has done in the past, so that it can prosper and be the Idaho that that it should be which is the example of freedom and liberty. And I believe the political climate is perfect here. And so, you know, I, I, I intend on doing that. And the position of the governor is the one that uh, is the position that we need uh, filled so that it can be done. Um, I will say this too, Sam, is, you know, for people that are outside these areas, uh, such as, you know, Oregon, California, Washington, other, other, many other states. Like, if you put your money to a can towards a candidate uh, in those states, a conservative candidate, in many cases, you're just wasting your money. Well, think think about a state like Idaho who truly has a chance. Um, I'm leading the governor and the lieutenant governor in the polls right now, so we truly have a chance of actually getting our government and the state to do some to do the proper things and therefore we can be that example we can perpetuate that and expand that beyond idaho and uh, that is what we hope happens ladies and gentlemen it's going to take a lot of work though let's be very clear sadly in america today what you got to have is a lot of boots on the ground and a lot of cash to make things happen and if you have a lot of boots on the ground and serious volunteers that are dedicated and committed then you don't have to have as much cash, but let's let's face it, you've got to have resources or it's very tough. We're talking to Ammon Bundy, ladies and gentlemen, who is running for governor for the great state of Idaho. VoteBundy.com to volunteer, to donate, to get involved, and a whole lot more. Ammon Bundy has a clarity statement on his website that you can check out to know what he'd do in given situations. Um, he's also got the Keep Idaho Idaho plan. There's also the top five reasons to support Ammon Bundy. We'll talk about it all in seconds on your radio.
pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. More bad news on America's frail economy. The number of Americans seeking jobless benefits unexpectedly rose last week, the Labor Department reported Thursday. Initial filings for unemployment benefits, seen as a proxy for layoffs, rose to 362,000 last week. That's up 11,000 from the prior week. Economists surveyed by Dow Jones expected to see the weekly new claims drop, but they didn't. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced Wednesday night that an agreement to keep the government funded through the first week of December will be voted on today by lunchtime in Washington. A Danish artist was given $84,000 recently by a museum to use in a work of art. When he delivered the piece he was supposed to make, it was not quite as promised. Instead, the artist Jens Hanning gave the Nutze Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, Denmark, two blank canvases and said they were titled, Take the Money and Run. This is USA Radio News. Remember when California was the golden state? Not anymore. Soaring crime, overregulation, and high taxes are forcing taxpayers to flee. Now, Newsmax's Rob Schmidt looks at what happened in his special series, California. It's over. Rob walks on the Reagan Ranch with Governor Kristi Noem, and he talks to the insiders and reports from Los Angeles. Find out why you need to be worried, because California's mess may soon be coming to your state. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax at 10 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services like Samsung, Roku, Pluto, or Zumo. Or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds, and you can watch us anytime, anywhere. California's nightmare is spreading. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax tonight. Military brass went before Congress Wednesday to try to explain the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal that got U.S. military people killed. Brad Bernards from the West Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. General Mark Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and General Kenneth McKenzie, Commander of the U.S. Central Command, exposed through their sworn testimony the lies told by President Joe Biden on the question of leaving a residual force in Afghanistan. And Florida Republican Representative Michael Waltz told Newsmax that this decision made the United States less safe. What did the Pentagon recommend, and then what did Biden ignore? We know from today that uh, that Biden has said, look, nobody told me to leave a residual force. And we know that now to be false. We know that now to be a lie. Milley testified on Tuesday before the Senate Armed Services Committee that he advised leaving a residual force of 2,500 troops in Afghanistan, as did McKenzie. Thank you for listening. We are USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Ammon Bundy and Sam Bushman together in Liberty Roundtable Live discussing Ammon Bundy's bid for governor of the great state of Idaho. Vote Bundy, B-U-N-D-Y, votebundy.com. You can read the clarity statement from Ammon Bundy about how he'll behave as governor and what guidelines he will follow. You can learn about COVID, how it should have been handled by the current governor. 
Uh, you'll understand his defense of religious liberty and a whole lot more. The Keep Idaho, Idaho plan is a very fascinating, uh, really understanding about the proper role of limited constitutional government, uh, replete with checks and balances and more. Remember, Idaho is a constitutional republic. Anybody who tells you different, ladies and gentlemen, is either ignorant of the proper role of government or lying to you. Don't know which, don't care. The results are the same. They destroy Idaho. So Ammon wants to keep Idaho, Idaho, and amen to that reality check. Now, as part of the Keep Idaho, Idaho plan, there's a top five reasons to support Ammon Bundy for the governorship of Idaho. Uh, really, to support Ammon Bundy in anything he does to advocate for and carry out the proper role of limited constitutional moral government. Uh, these five principles are really, really key. I want to throw them out and have Ammon respond to each one of them, ladies and gentlemen, because they're so critical. First one, key to my Keep Idaho plan is the elimination of all property taxes in our state, Ammon. Well, property tax is a um, Marxist idea that somehow we in America have, have accepted in order to pay for, quote-unquote, legitimate government. And so, uh, and you can't have property tax and private property in the same sentence. Uh, you, you either have to have one or the other. You can't have both. Uh, because, because the point is, if it's taxed, then it's whose? What if you don't pay your tax? They take it away. Does that mean they have complete ownership and it's on loan or on rent for the tax payment? Is that the point? Yeah, and I mean, here in Idaho, every day, every day in Idaho, someone loses their home uh, because they couldn't pay the property tax. And usually it's the elder, elderly, uh, sometimes the disabled, or someone gets in a situation where they lose their job. Those are they're losing their home because of these circumstances and the state's taking them. And, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's a situation that's very difficult. We have to understand that, you know, if you read the, uh, Karl Marx's, uh, a communist manifesto, he says in there that communism can be summed up into one sentence, the abolition of private property. And so it is extremely important that we protect the right to own and control property. It is, if you if we protect the right to own and control property, socialism and communism cannot foster. And um, but really, it just comes down to a person working hard. They should be able to own their home. And property tax is an immoral tax, a Marxist, Marxist idea. And so we're presenting and proposing other ways in order to fund legitimate government rather than through property tax. And. Uh, uh, you know, people are really catching on to this idea and understanding that there are much better ways in order to fund the legitimate purposes of government rather than putting your private property on the line so the government can take it. Now, interestingly enough, a lot of Republicans say, well, we really can't do that. We wouldn't have enough revenue to run things. That's a lie. Isn't there like nine other states that don't even have a property tax? Well, there's nine other states that have eliminated income tax. Oh, and, income tax. Uh, How many have eliminated property that, tax? Um, there are several, uh, quite a handful of counties uh, inside states that actually have. Um, I I think there's a, you know, I, I actually don't know the statistics about how many. Yeah, but um, I know but there are states that much, don't have an, a property tax, though, right? Yeah, and there's there's free, but it has become like this go-to uh, way of of collecting funds through force in order to pay for government. And um, 
but yeah, but there are much better ways to do it. And we're, pro- we're proposing uh, to replace it with a consumption tax, which is really the only moral way to tax the people. All right. So there's not complete states that don't have property taxes then? Are there any states um, with no property taxes? I, if there is, by the way, I'm there are zero states. They say um, some of them, some counties have really low property taxes, but zero states have no property tax. Yeah, Isn't there's that a several shame? counties, and it, it literally is, Sam. It's a it's a communist, uh, Marxist uh, idea that we here in the United States, around the you know early 1900s, began to accept. We did a lot of things right around there that were just really detrimental to us now, um, allowing federal government to uh, collect income tax, um, property taxes, and it's just caused um, us to, you know, grow government to such a level that now it's become a very oppressive entity on all levels in, in, in most cases. All right, so let's be very clear, ladies and gentlemen. There are no states with zero property tax. There are states that tax less items. There are states that have lower numbers. So there's the best and worst states when it comes to property tax. But no state has had the guts to jettison the Communist Manifesto plank of property tax. Ammon proposes Idaho to be the first state to actually get it done. So the first one is eliminate property taxes, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, this is a practical thing we're presenting. We're, 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 we're sh- showing a much better way, and we completely believe that we can get this passed, that the legitimate functions of government can still be funded, and then other states will see how beneficial it is and begin to follow suit. Uh, but it's going to take somebody, and we believe Idaho is the place that it's going to happen, going to take a state and a people to push and show people the success uh of doing this and um that's why you know again that's why we uh we're asking for everybody's support in this in addition to jettisoning property tax altogether with what no state to date has had the guts to do uh, across the board as ammon's proposing how about eliminate personal income tax again i should have the right to the fruits of my labor yeah, now there is not, there are nine other states that have uh, eliminated income tax, and really what it's become here in Idaho, the income tax has become basically a lush fund, a slush fund for <laughs> for the uh, uh, for Idaho, that, you know, government to be able to use and and but they're they don't necessarily need those funds. Um, we've broke them down. Um, it's become just a lot of extra, and uh, we just don't think it's necessary, and we're going to eliminate that tax, and we're not trying to replace it with anything. Now, I've always claimed that I'm. a lot of my friends are like, no, I'm not moving to that state. they got a property tax, or I'm not moving to this state. they got an income tax, or I'm doing – and I always say they always make it up somewhere else. But remember, ladies and gentlemen, a property tax and an income tax, both of those unconstitutional taxes are two of the ten planks of the communist – manifesto let's be very clear if you don't believe me go look it up check it out i'm just telling you um these belligerent unconstitutional taxes just choke the free market 
They choke your prosperity. They okay, and they don't need the money for the proper role of government. Now they do need the money if they're going to go ahead and lord over you. As we've seen many, many, many state leaderships do, especially in the era of COVID, I mean they've literally turned into tyrannical thugs, just you know, uh, mandating edicts everywhere. But it's got to stop, and it's because they have so much money. But we want to get rid of property tax and personal income tax. The sooner we do that in a given state, that will be the state that will be the shining city on a hill for the nation, economically speaking, Am, and I'm convinced. Absolutely. We are, too. And we believe we can get it done. And we believe the the benefits to the people will be tremendous. Um, and the state's going to thrive because it will be it will receive plenty of revenue through consumption tax, which is, again, the only moral way to tax the people. And, it, it, you know, so it's, it's, it's going to be that example that we don't need to have these uh, Marxist um, taxes uh, in order to thrive and to prosper as a people and still, and still have the state protect our rights. Yeah, I think a consumption tax is a great answer. Another great answer is an apportionment tax, right, where you just simply say, hey, we're either going to do it by everybody in the state divided by the, the number, and there's your number, or you could say all the adults or all the uh, whatever parameters you want to put, but an, an apportionment tax of some kind could be uh, advantageous as well. Yeah, the reason why I, I always say that consumption tax is the only moral way to tax people because it gives the people a choice of when they're going to be taxed, Um uh, you know, if if they're going to be taxed and so forth. In other words, Ammon's point, ladies and gentlemen, is you don't want to choke the earning side of the equation, right? If things are a little tough, you can say, I'm not going to spend a bunch, and you can, you know, have that, that, that control over that. Uh, if it's a, an apportionment tax, you don't have control over the earning side of the spigot, if you will. Uh, there makes a lot of sense. There's debates about it all over. But you know what? We're moving towards the proper role of government the more we talk. Ammon Bundy with me. Keep Idaho, Idaho. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. 
The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, a hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale, donate liberally. Every penny will help us spread the news. The networks simply refuse to use Hammond Bundy with me, ladies and gentlemen. Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com, the website. You can donate. You can volunteer. You can read his Ammon Bundy's clarity statement. You can... Uh, Learn how to keep Idaho, Idaho. And really, this applies to every state. How to keep Utah, Utah. How to keep every constitutional republic in the union. All 50 republics, if you will. Um, you know what? You can follow these same principles. You can even pattern your election after Ammons. That's why we're talking about this nationally. Uh, and why we're talking about this. these key critical principles. Elimination of all property tax in the state of Idaho. Eliminate all personal income tax. Replace it with a consumption tax is the idea. Hey, that way, if you need to earn money and you don't want to spend because things are a little tough, hey, they're not penalizing your earning potential. They're not ratcheting down that spigot, if you will. All right. Any uh, final point on the tax uh, issues there, Ammon? No, I think we've covered them well. Um, you know, just do your homework. Find out uh, the reality of where most of these taxes come from and and again, I just leave you with the sentence of the Karl Marx in the Communist Manifesto said, communism can be summed up into one sentence, the abolition of private property. And that includes the money that you make uh, because of the, 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 the fruits of your labor. That includes your wealth. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, jettison communism. You first got to understand its origins, and Americans have been deceived on this issue by the media and by government and by the collegiate world and the education world for so long now. When Nammon brings this up, he seems radical, but the truth is he's very common sense. He's very founding father-esque, and that's what I love, and that's why I have personally endorsed in writing Ammon Bundy for governor of the great state of Idaho. And by the way, I own land in Idaho, so I do have a little bit of a stake in this beyond just being a nationally syndicated talk show host. The next one is implement restitution and restoration laws. Man, we could talk for an hour on that one, Ammon. Yeah, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, um, and I I know quite a bit about because I spent two years uh, in federal prison, uh, never convicted of, of a crime, uh, we left Say that again. Hold years, on, hold on. Never convicted of anything, Ammon. No, not even a misdemeanor. Uh, when we walked out of there, and half of that time I was in solitary confinement, uh, we walked out of there, again, without even a misdemeanor, and went, went home to our families, and it was just like, well, I mean, they tried to do that to us. They tried to destroy our lives. And ultimately, when you boil it down, um, uh this is what they're doing all over. They're using our system uh, that we have we put in place. They're using it as a political tool to uh, destroy and to attack their 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 political enemies. And uh, I think the best way to 
correct this is to get it back on the right tracks of of the way our founders did it and that that is is to punish uh and to focus on those who are criminals perpetrators who are actually hurting and 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 harming somebody who actually have a, a victim and and then you say well well, how do you punish that person? You just throw them in jail, and uh, which costs uh, you know an, an immense amount of money, and then you have to collect a bunch of taxes by force from the people in order to pay for that. Or is there a better way? Well, our founders again showed us a much better way, and that is uh, when someone damages a person, when somebody hurts somebody, uh, the law requires them to restore the damages back to that person, and uh, so. I intend on using, again, those correct principles uh, and to implement them in our penal, penal system. Um, and it will be based upon restitution, not the state fining you and then collecting money, not the state putting people in prison uh, that really are not violent and, and are not a harm or a danger to society, but simply requiring the perpetrator to restore the damages back to the victim. And that would be the purpose and, and should be the purpose of, of government. And uh, I could go into, you know, uh, examples on that, but that's based, that is what it's based upon. Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is look, when there's injury, we not only need to impl- implement restitution and restoration laws, but we need to have speedy trials. Ammon Bundy's trial should have taken like 30 days. He should not have spent two years for guilty of nothing in prison. Okay, that's really the bottom line here. And then, hey, what should be the restitution and restoration for Ammon? Anyway, that's a very contemplative question that everyone should ask. We're running out of time, sadly, so I should have had Ammon on for two hours, but he's so busy I didn't want to take up too much time. Um, the second one is, or the next one is take back all federal land in Idaho. Really, the Constitution gives government very limited scope to own any land at all. There's a list in which they can own land, and the parcels they would own under that constitutionally given list is very tiny, Ammon. Yeah, and it's, it causes a tremendous amount of problem in the state. In Idaho, we have an affordable housing crisis problem where, I mean, you just can't afford a house unless you... You're moving from California or somewhere where the the land prices have been really high and you sell there. That's the only way you can afford a house here in Idaho. And so we are in the middle of an affordable housing crisis. And you have to ask why. Well, the reason why is because our supply is so low. And then what's that causing us? It's causing us to uh, develop housing development on our agricultural land. And the number one industry here in Idaho is agriculture. So we're destroying our agricultural land and we don't, and our housing is cost is so high because we don't have enough supply that uh, only those that are moving in from outside the state can afford it. And we have to ask the reason why. And the reason why is 63% of our land is controlled by the federal government. And, and we have. And hold on, I might say unconstitutionally. Hold on, unconstitutionally controlled by our government. Yeah, unconstitutionally controlled. And you'll know, you know, I'll never say that it's federal land. It's not BLM land. It's not Forest Service land. It, they have usurped, they have taken that land. They've stolen that land from, from the people and from the state. And so it's federally controlled land. There's no doubt that they're, 
willing to point guns and to and to push people uh, off that land for control. Uh, but it's not theirs. It's unconstitutional, and it it makes it so that the the states, especially the western states, because that's where most of the federally controlled land is, it makes it so that we are we are dependent upon the federal government. Idaho can't even pay its own bills because. 63% of our land is being controlled by them and 72% of our subsurface mineral rights are. And so we can't prosper. We can't grow. And, and so, you know, our, our young people can't get housing. Um, we, we also are building on our agricultural land, which we can never get back once we've done that. Uh, and it's becoming a huge problem. And then on top of that, it's causing us in the, to our, our cities to become more and more dense. And so we're building, you know, Boise's building high-rise apartments and, you know, multi-level uh, housing is going, are going up all over. And we're, ge- we have, we're getting congestion, we're getting smog, we're getting, uh, you know, just a ton of traffic. And all of that happens. Why? Because we're landlocked. The federal government has landlocked us. And it's going to get land. exponentially worse, too, Ammon. Absolutely. And, and we end up with a, what I call a Hunger Games syndrome, where you end up with a dense population in a city, uh, and, they're, and then they're controlling all the districts, the rural areas, um, because you have so many people in one area, and we can't spread out, and they lose their uh, – conservative identity because they're not tied to the land they're not using the land they're not out of out upon it they just live in an apartment building and ride a bike back and forth to work if they work at all and they they pretty much get their resources from from the rural areas who are you know again i i love using the the hunger game syndrome because that's the scenario you you set up and that's what happened in washington oregon california's done it Nevada's done it, um, New Mexico, Colorado, all of these states that are being federally controlled, the most of their land is being federally controlled, uh, have done this, has followed the exact same pattern. And I'm saying, hey, wake up, Idaho. We have the opportunity right now where, where we're at to, to change this. But we have to get our lands back. We have to take back our lands. VoteBundy.com, ladies and gentlemen. I want to get to this last topic. I hate to interrupt. You're you're on a roll, Ammon, but, man, we're flat out of time, and I want to really get this last one in because I believe it's one of the most quintessential uh, line items of all. Now, these five points that we're making are not in order. They all are going to be executed simultaneously. Let's be very clear about that as well. They're all just as important as one another. But this one really, in my opinion, is key. Here it is. Ready? Executive order to end abortions. In my opinion, pro-life, especially for the most innocent among us, the babies, is the most important. And the reason it is is because everything else is downstream from that. If you don't have a right to your life, if they can just snuff your life out, well, who cares about land? You won't need any land if you're dead. Okay, so this really is a critical one that nobody else has the guts to take on directly either. They all have platitudes, but none of them have the guts to directly take it on, Ammon. But you do. Yeah, and as as a governor, I have the authority through an executive order to order not the people around, but to order the executive branch of governor, a government. And I intend on using that authority to protect our innocent uh, babies and to declare that life begins at conception. 
And I use this example. Imagine, you know, if, if let's say when you're 85 years old and you're dependent on your children, that your children can send you to a euthana- uh, euthanasia center and have you killed. Uh, imagine that. How would, what would be the outrage? What would the state do? Would the state, the state, uh, I would hope, would make sure that did not happen and, do, and put the state's resources. And I hope the people would assemble and, and not allow that to happen and not accept that. Well, look, is that any different? There, there's no difference. We're now saying that, you know, at a stage of life, somehow we could take that life. And I'm saying no. I'm saying it's not okay to send our 85-year-old to a uh, euthanasia center, just like it's not okay to send our brand-new conception babies uh, to, a, to a center to, to take their life. And it's just, it just has to end, and someone has to end it. And I believe Idaho, again, is the place to do it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I think pro-life is one of the most important things we can address because if we don't, ladies and gentlemen, what else matters if you're dead? We need to think about that. And if it's the babies or the elderly, then all they'll start to say is the disabled, thus yours truly, a blind person, would be gone from the airwaves. You know, that's the (coughs) communist agenda on steroids. That's the eugenics movement. Uh, exposed in modern day. Be very, very careful. But Ammon Bundy willing to have the guts to stand for pro-life like no other. Thus, my written public endorsement of Ammon Bundy for governor of the great state of Utah. VoteBundy.com. you got about 15 seconds. Final statement. Cheers, Ammon. Well, again, it's the people's choice. Uh, I'm just giving them that choice. Um, and I'm not going to be shy about what I believe in, what I'm going to fight for, and what I'm going to stand for. And I just ask people to uh, support me if they will. If they, if Vote they Bundy.com. God save the republic.